What is up, fellow bench warmers? This is your daily fantasy quickie. What's up, guys? It's day two of the NBA, and today we have 11 games uh, on the slate. It was a jam packed uh, day today. I hope you were able to do some work if you're in the Philippines. I hope you were able to do some work early in the morning or maybe the NBA games uh, was a distraction to you at work. Kamish, of course, is here with, with us. Kamish, how was your day in fantasy? Yes. Um, good and bad. Uh, I guess it was mixed. We have so many teams, so some teams are losing, some teams are winning. But for fantasy managers, today is probably Christmas Day. It's like the day, of, not yesterday, it's today. Yesterday was just like a teaser, warm up, the appetizer to the main yes. course. Yes, yes. And tomorrow will be the dessert. I think the remaining teams that haven't played like Miami will be playing tomorrow yes. in Atlanta so the Clippers yeah the Clippers, Clippers Miami Atlanta yeah so that would be yeah. the dessert uh, on the first uh, that would give you the first glimpse these first three days will give you the first glimpse of every team and see how rotation uh, works how the rotation would be uh, that's the only we always yeah, we, we always say overreaction, overreaction. And I just want to say something about it. Yeah, uh, a lot of people are really overreacting over one game. But that is expected. We are humans after all. We're fantasy lovers and, and we're fantasy addicts. So when you see your player not performing or you see something not going as planned, of course, you'll really, really panic. So we're really going to try to do something about it. So it's okay. No, but not really I'm just saying that not everything is overreaction. You don't have to really panic a bit, but uh, it won't. Uh, there would be some emotions involved. Like your emotions would really yes. be up and yes. down with certain players, certain uh, teams. Yes. Uh, especially players who you picked really high and did not perform. And we'll talk some of about some of them and, today. Mm-hmm. And we are here to tell you which are overreactions and which we think might not be overreactions. That's yeah. what that's what we are trying to help you with today. Yeah. There. All right. All right. So let's talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. I think this is where we'll uh, I think the my internet connection is a little poor. Are you there, Kong? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. All right. All right. Okay, there's a little delay, but that's okay. Uh, we'll talk about the good first. Carl Anthony Towns, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. probably a first rounder that's a little overlooked. In, in yeah, he as you said he 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 dropped. I think he dropped to number eleven in one of your drafts that you were able to pick him up uh, yeah. at number eleven. In some drafts, he's going eight, going ninth. And it's really low. And I can see Minnesota trending up. Sometimes fantasy, the fantasy uh, impact of a player is correlated to his, to his team's 
um, status or situation. And Minnesota yeah. is trending up with a new coach and with Anthony Edwards and everything. So I'm really very, very high on Carl Anthony Edwards this Carl Anthony Towns this year. I, I even think he should be fifth higher than Lillard. So yeah, ha- Lillard has been going higher uh, in drafts yeah. for some. Yeah. You know, in some drafts, but not in all. But they were quite interchangeable in that sense. Uh, I didn't put Lillard. I didn't put Lillard in my quickie, but I'm kind of worried with Lillard. When you watch Shift's game, he's kind of tuned out. He's not happy, obviously. It's like, okay, I'm gonna give this chance to build up staying a try for a couple of weeks, maybe or, or months. But it's a matter of time before he asks for a trade. I, I no, can, but I can sense it. The the thing oh. is, we've seen we've seen some of these last year. I mean, I don't think he was tuned out last year, but we've seen games wherein Lillard was just okay, uh, and usually he defers to CJ, right? And when CJ's and CJ played uh, well today, so he he. But you know, yeah, but the body language is not good. For Lillard, I just I'm afraid because I have a lot of Lillards also. I'm afraid because this might go overreaction soon. <laughs> yeah, so you're overreacting to Lillard, but and and I think you are taking too much into no, no, consideration uh, Lillard, the, the the trade rumors that are. I'm happy with I'm happy with what Lillard did. Not too happy, but not worrisome. What I'm afraid of is the Portland situation. I just really feel that. It's gonna explode anytime soon, and that Definitely. I think is what Daryl, what Daryl Morey is waiting for. I think he's being smart about it. That I want to be patient because I know this thing will happen, and by that time, I have, I still have my biggest chip, right? And it's not just Lillard, right? There's the Washington, although yes. the Washington situation seems like a better, better. situation for BJ. yes, yes, um, yes. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, aside from. Carl Anthony Towns, we have Lamelo Ball. This guy, Ball. we had some Man. doubts drafting him uh, early. You had some round. doubts. I actually had you, some, you I, had I, some I, doubts. Okay, I'm not just so I won't overreact. I I don't. I still I'm not sure yet. He can sustain such such stats. Yeah. Um, today 30. they didn't have Rosier. And I don't know if that would yeah. make an impact, yeah, yeah. right? So, I mean, I don't want to overreact. That way, he's going to be second round. I mean, I, I don't. I think he's going to be up there, late second round, third round value, early second round. Mm, I'm still not sure. Early second round is 13 to 17, so I, I'm I'm not there yet. Also, but top 25 is definite for him. He's a top 25 guy this year with or without Rozier he's not going to score 31 points he's not going to hit 7 3-pointers a game yeah. but he's he's basically Josh Giddy that is you know uh, way way over super size right. Josh Giddy with a year of experience yes so, and, and better and better way better yeah. so I think uh, actually I wrote Jason Kidd 2.0 I really think he's Jason Kidd 2.0 and and the steals are there. Now he shoots three-pointers. Even if he doesn't shoot seven a game, just two, two three-pointers a game. Easily top 25 guy. So, And I'm, I'm, I'm calling it. Next year, he's going to be a first-round guy. He's going to be a first-round guy. I'd say this year, I think top 30. 
uh, is I think top 25 is still a little high for me but yeah uh, I think top 30 is possible top let's 25. see let's see what let's see what happens there uh, but definitely the one good thing about Lamelo is uh, every game would be exciting so even if he doesn't perform too well the games would always be exciting in, in Charlotte so that's one yes, thing to look forward that's to that's true um, we had a duel in Madison Square Garden wherein Julius Randle and Jalen Brown uh, just lit up. I mean, what can you say? Jalen Brown started I, really, really hot. Finished with, I think, 46. I was high on, on Jalen Brown. I have him in both of our leagues. I, I picked him up in both of our leagues. I'm really high on him because I'm going to reiterate what other people are saying. I mean, I think you said it also. Jalen and Jason Tatum, they're almost the same. Except that Tatum shoots 7% higher in free throws and, and maybe a little rebounds here and there. But their upside is the same. You get Jalen Brown around 20 spots lower. So so I, I like Jalen Brown. But remember, today's game was a double overtime game. Yep. So, so the stats were inflated also. But still, coming from COVID, this was... This was uh, it was surprising. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he started well. He started yeah. well, and that that I yeah, think yeah. Uh, contributed to him finishing forty six. Uh, the start was really good. Yeah. Uh, later we'll talk about Tatum, but yeah, we talked about him a few weeks ago, uh, and I think when we were talking about values before, I mentioned as well that he is one guy to look uh, to look out for because at the value of thirty plus. Uh, ranking at uh, that 30 plus round uh, I mean rank that's I think a little too low for him but uh, a yes. really good value really good value considering that he can post second round value uh, Julius Randle had 35 8 and 9 but had 7 turnovers uh, I, well nothing too, okay. not too surprising I guess because of you know that's double well, overtime game a lot of people are doubting that he can repeat what he did last year and I, 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 do, I do doubt that also. But for me, my real worry with Randall is the usage. Oh, you know, we always want more, but how much more is too much? And yeah. a while ago, I watched him. He's almost like about to faint already. And Tibbs just keep on telling him to just go get, go run and go get a ball. So I really don't know how much is too much, but we'll see. We'll know this year. If he can finish the year standing up then I'll be happy because I think I think uh, his stats will be there his stats will be there it's just that uh, again Tibbs so you know <laughs> yeah his stats will be there but let's see how it goes it's just a first game it's a double overtime game obviously uh, I think Tibbs wanted to win this because it's against Boston it's not really like a double overtime game against uh, yeah. any team it was a contending team somehow so I think there's some pride you don't there. know Tibbs <laughs> um, yeah, he doesn't and, care course, if it's the a, Philippines he's facing. <laughs> it's it's the he just wants to win. But it's a double overtime game. So let's yeah, see in yeah. the next few days. Again, let's not overreact, but of course, obviously, we know Fibs would really give minutes to to his players. Uh, yes, especially the favorite. For sure. Ones. Uh then let's talk about a couple of centers who were drafted pretty much on the same uh tier. Uh, Jared Allen uh, and Robert Williams. Of course, Robert Williams was being drafted a little higher uh, around the 40s or the 50s, late 40s, 50s, around that. 
um, and Jared Allen maybe a level lower at around the 60s. Uh, both played well. Again, Robert Williams, inflated stats. Do you think these are inflated stats or is it something that he can do? Because he played 44 minutes and that's well, we think, always, a little too much. No, we, we always wanted to see him play a lot of minutes and we got it now. And we saw, we said, how much more will he do if he plays this minutes, this minutes? Now we saw it. And it was great. This was great. And I don't think this is inflated. Uh, this is what Robert Williams will be this year. Unless something happens, like, I don't know, he, he screws up or he gets injured, he's going to average 30 minutes or 35 minutes a game. And he's going to be a top 30. 30. Top 30. Top 30 is easy. He's going to break his ADP for sure. He's going to break it. I was just worried a little. I'm, I'm saying that he's not going to average 44 minutes because, you know, it's a double overtime game. Al Horford was out. So not 44 minutes, but 30 minutes, definitely he's going he's gonna to do that. And he's going to get up there. I think guys. the 16-10 is possible. I think the 16-10 is yeah. doable, uh, even in 30 minutes. Uh, the, the blocks, I think the five is a little too high. Maybe two to three blocks per game. I think two blocks per game would be good. Um, He'll be three blocks a game. I three think. blocks a game and three blocks a a game. one to two steals a game would be... You know, yeah, more, more. Over. I think three, three, three blocks and one point five steals, yeah. or maybe even more. So yeah. he's top thirty, top thirty for sure. Jared Allen, um, was uh, I, what can I say? Eleven out of eleven, twenty-five point three steals and three blocks. Uh, this one, this one, I'm more of uh, not convinced. Certain. Yes, not convinced. Um, not because he's not good, but Jared Allen. It's kind of like that. He starts well sometimes, and then he fizzles out. And then, of course, there's Evan Mobley. There's the Markkinen situation. So his rebounds was just three rebounds today. So I, I don't know how how that will shake out. Maybe because of Mobley and Markkinen, his rebounds will, will trend lower. He's not going to score 25 points every game. Not 11 out of 11 every game. Yeah. So this one is a good sell-high moment for me. The Jared Allen thing. I think. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think as well that he won't be able... Like you said, he starts really well and fizzles out in the end. Last year, he started really, really well uh, and eventually fizzled out. Um, some low-end guys that you know stood out, Harrison, Harrison Barnes and Montrez Harrell. Barnes hit eight threes. Yeah. Yes, Barnes hit eight threes. It's crazy how these players are, how, how things have changed. Before, Barnes can't even hit uh, a three-pointer, one or two three-pointers, and we're saying that's why his fantasy value is low. But now he, he hits eight threes. Barnes is a top 90, top 80 guy. If you can sell him for a higher value guy, a, a top 70 guy, go, go ahead. But if you can't, if you don't want to, and just want to say that I want to, you know, Find, I want to have a guy who's safe. No, no, no worries, just dependable. Okay, it's okay also. But if you can, there is an opportunity here to flip Harrison Barnes for someone who has more upside, maybe higher rank. So, so you, you, could, you, could, you could try to explore that. Yeah, but uh, the thing with Harrison Barnes is that My the opinion. trade market is not there. Uh, there's really no trade market, uh, not much trade market for Harrison Barnes. It's hard, quite hard. To that's why him. you have, 
that's why you have to use this opportunity because yep. it's the time to say that hey, he now shoots three pointers. He's gonna be one of the top scorers. Of oh, the last game. year, last year he shot three pointers. He was good yeah, last but, year. Yes, but, but it was. Really, are, I had Harrison Barnes, and it was so difficult to trade him even during his best yes. moments. Uh, and that was even a 16-team league. And that was, you know, in a 16-team league, players like Harrison Barnes would really mean a lot. Like, you know, because it's uh, the, the free yeah. agent pool would be very shallow. Uh, there's really, it's really a hard sell for Harrison Barnes. But, of course, maybe I just, I wasn't able to find the right trading partner for him. But uh, you can try, of course. Uh, I'm just warning you, the trade market for Harrison Barnes yeah, not as good as other players. Uh, Montrez Harrell. This is the best as best as it can get for Harrison Barnes, I think, the yeah. value wise. Uh, Montrez Harrell. We were kind of talking about him uh, during the draft season. Yeah. Uh, I was very high low on him value, and low value at hundred thirties. I have two. I have two in the draft season: Harrell and Stephen Adams, and I have. All my teams have at least one of them, Harrell or Steven Adams. Um, I think both of them today, Steven Adams, eight points, fourteen rebounds, and I don't I forgot how many assists he got also. Both of them are are again veterans who had bad years last year and people just wrote them off. And uh, I mean at their at their at their draft spot, I that's a steal. Harrell can give you a double double any given night, right? Yeah. So but but I know Harrell has a uh, expiration date. You know when Thomas Bryant comes back, okay, maybe Harrell is gone. But we don't know that. We still don't, we don't know, know that. that. So yeah. I'd rather just, I'd rather just you know just play with him and play play him and then see what happens. I, yeah, I can't speculate what will happen, right? Package him with another player maybe uh, later on, a, a little later, because Thomas Bryant. Everyone's talking about Thomas Bryant, but Thomas Bryant came from an ACL injury, and that's not uh, a minor thing to come back from. It's especially for a center who's taller, bigger. Uh, that's going to be a difficult, uh, difficult to come back from as well. So we'll we still have to yes. see what happens there. All right. Yes. So let. All right. Let's move on to some of the defensive standouts we have. Um, Jaden McDaniels, four steals, three blocks. Uh, I'll add Alex Caruso to the mix. Four steals, two blocks. Uh, two. Caruso has been a waiver wire player. Uh, he's been dropped. He's not been drafted. But uh, like we said, he could have some good value this year. Caruso just for the steals and the blocks and the assists. Although he only had three today, I think he's gonna be a good assist guy also. And it's just that he's he was almost free. That's why I kept on reminding people about Alex Caruso. It's almost free because his Yahoo rank is in the three hundreds, I think, or two hundred something. So people forget about him. So for me, he's gonna be available in your wires. You have to pick him up. Uh, he's defensively gonna give you something and then give you assist. So Caruso is an ad for 14 team leagues and up for me. And like I said, uh, they, the Chicago Bulls don't have anyone really in their bench. Yeah. 
Yes. Like, if you look at the roster, you wouldn't recognize anyone other than maybe Troy Brown or Kobe White who who is injured. Uh, the only name that you will yes. recognize is Alex Caruso. Uh, and yes, I think people don't draft him because they don't. He hasn't really shown that he can produce until just now. So, so I think he is worth an add. And it's going to be easy to drop him anyways because he just picked him up, right? Most likely. Or yes. he will be used for your last pick. That's true. That's true. So there's really no... Jaden. Yes. Jaden. Uh, yeah. Jaden. Let's move on to Jaden. Yeah, Jaden McDaniels Macda- Mac- for me is the only other Minnesota guy that should be rostered. So it's basically D-Lo, Kat, and um, Anthony Edwards and then Jaden McDaniels. He won't have... Seven stocks. He won't have four steals, three blocks, or huh? that every day, every game. So don't expect that. If he has at least one or two of you know steals and one block a game, you should be happy with it. Don't expect this every game. But he's he's at least safely in the top 120, 150 range. He's safely rosterable because a lot of people were thinking of dropping him already because he had a poor, uh, poor preseason and he was not scoring much. Do not expect scoring from Jaden McDaniels. But one thing you can expect from him maybe is a Better Matisse Taibul. Okay, we were just talking about it Offensively with Jeremy. better. Yes, Offensively we were talking better. about with Jeremy that it's hard to roster Taibul. I mean, he gives you nothing else. I mean, just... Taibul, Taibul is a special player that you can only use during the playoffs or maybe the yeah. last day of the, the week wherein you need yeah. steals and blocks. Right? The playoffs, Taibul was very useful for a lot of managers because he gives you the stocks. Uh, needed, right? And those are the categories that's going to be good if you win them. So I think that's where Taibul is. So uh, other than that, he doesn't give you really anything. Uh, Jaden McDaniels has the potential to score a little bit. Three-pointers. Add a little bit rebounding. Um, yes. Right? So I think there are a few things. that, But of course, uh, you don't expect too much because they have D'Angelo, they have Anthony Edwards, and they have Carl Anthony Towns yes. there. So the usage won't be as much. Of course, Daniel Gafford lived up to a little bit of the hype. Oh, we would have wanted a little more rebounds, I guess. Yes, uh, that's true. But, but two steals and five blocks, you know, we'll take that. I think he's going to lead the league in blocks. Uh, that's what I think. Uh, I really believe he's, he, he can lead the lead in, the league in blocks. And that's why I, I was thinking of him as a top 50 guy because Miles Turner last year was basically just a blocks guy and he was top 20. And I, yeah. think, and I think Gafford is a better rebounder than Miles Turner. So he doesn't have three-pointers, but he has the rebounds. So that's why I think he can be in the 50-60 swing. The, so it would be interesting to know who would lead the league in blocks. With Gafford there, Mo Bamba, Bamba. there. Uh, Mitchell Robinson started yes. playing right today. Uh, yes. Miles Turner, of course, is always there. Rudy Gobert. So these are yeah. big guys who can really block shots. So let's see who, who would end up the top yeah. blocker of the season. Uh, Mitch Robinson, of course, had a big night. 11, 17, 3 steals. The biggest uh, question of Mitch Robinson, how far... Yeah. <laughs> how, it's it's pretty much the same thing with Robert Williams and Mitch Robinson, right? The only concern we know they can play, they can give you those stats, uh, but the question has always been how many games would be, they be able to play, uh, and how many games would they be able to give you? So that's um, the question with Mitch Robinson. 
uh, uh, Robert Williams is better than Mitch Robinson. Uh, that 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 let's be clear about that. Regardless of how many minutes, if they play the same minutes, Robert Williams would be better than Mitch Robinson. Uh, he's more, uh, he's able to do more than Mitch Robinson. But I've been getting a lot of Mitch Robinson questions, and even before the draft, and I said that people were picking him at one person picked him at one twenty or one thirty, and I told him even if Mitch Robinson just plays the way he played last year, that's gonna be a steal already. So, so he showed it today, and although. There's no Nerlens Noel today. There's no Taj Gibson today. So, you have his best year fantasy-wise, which is funny because this will be the year that he was the lowest. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's, it's ironic. Yeah, I think, but you know, it will be better. This will be better. It's like a year you don't expect anything from someone. <laughs> They'll yeah. explode. Yeah. And it, fantasy managers wouldn't be as you know worried or uh, as disappointed with him this year because he sometimes he's been drafted outside the 100 range. So I think that's a good value already for someone like Mitch Robinson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And of course... I didn't get you, but okay. You got it? Yeah, yeah. I, I can hear you now. All right. Sorry. Uh, all right. The internet's been pretty bad, so hopefully we get through this uh, uh, through this quickly. Just quickly, you know, we've got some centers as well who played well. Andre Drummond had some good minutes. Uh, 17 rebounds, two steals, two blocks. Hassan Whiteside. Is it time to add Hassan Whiteside? I guess that's the, always been the question. I added him. I added him. But we are in a deep league. 14 team, 15, ro- 15 roster spot league. I think he's an added... Uh, uh, should be added in that kind of leagues. In 14 team leagues, I think he should be added. 16, 18, yes. 12, no. But Drummond is. Drummond is. Although Drummond is, uh, I think, not available in your waiver wire. So uh, Hassan, I think, it's, should be added in 14 team leagues. I added him myself. So I could say yes. I, n- I didn't expect him to get more as much minutes as he did today. So I yeah. guess he has a role with and Utah. for some players who are uh, have been also been available in standard 12 team leagues, Ricky Rubio, Desmond Bain, Anthony Melton, they shouldn't be there. Uh, you should be picking them up. Rubio was. Actually, Rubio was available in one of my leagues and yeah. I was just waiting. I was just waiting to add him uh, because I didn't need him. I had so many point guards already. But a while ago, I wanted to add him and it was too late. He should be added everywhere. Should be added everywhere. Yeah, and uh, of course, Bain and Melton, we've been talking about them even during the draft. Yes. Uh, draft <laughs> season. Uh, Will Barton, I think Komish talked about him during the draft season, a player that's been overlooked for yes. the, during the draft. Uh, and of course, we have the rookies who... Probably are not in your waiver wire, but just in case, Duarte, Marcus Duarte is in your waiver wire. He shouldn't be there. We told you about uh, that uh, a few weeks ago. He shouldn't be there. He should. He has moved up the draft ranks uh, a week before the start of the NBA, so he shouldn't be there. Um, maybe yes. players who drop out would be players like Trey Murphy, who was moving up but didn't perform much. I think those types of players 
can be dropped for a little for some players who are hotter, like maybe a Patty. Franz Wagner. Or Franz Wagner. Yeah. So, Franz Wagner is an ad? Yes. Right. Yes. Franz if Wagner you have Trey ad. Murphy, if you have Trey Murphy in your lineup, I think Franz Wagner would be the better option. Replacement. Because we were thinking Trey we were thinking Trey Murphy would start or play a big role with Zion out, but he he did not. He did not start or although Josh Hart got injured, but still he did not have a, a lot of minutes. Franz Wagner started. So, if Franz Wagner will start 30 minutes, I'd rather go with the person who will start. So I'll, yeah. I'm going France. Well, yeah. So uh, I personally dropped my Trey Murphy to, for other players like maybe a Patty Mills or yes. who, who probably would give you more threes. He's pretty much a younger Patty Mills. The, the only thing he gives you would be threes, yeah. right? Plus he's a rookie. All right, let's talk about the bad now. Of course, we talked about We started on a good note. Let's see how we'll end here. <laughs> if we'll still end in a good note. Um. Let's talk about some of the bad. Oh, I'll I'll pick a little bit. Uh, low end players. Tyrese Halliburton didn't play well. He was drafted at around the sixties. I, I I was worried about Halliburton in the preseason already, and today did not allay my fears, so to speak. Uh, he's just not getting the getting as much chances to produce to uh, handle the ball or to do anything with the, with the Aaron Fox there. So I'm kind of worried, but it's also a by-low moment in a way, if you, if you want. I think he's not going to be this bad, but he's not the guy we thought he was. He's not the top 50 guy for sure. He's not the top 60 guy. He's maybe a little lower, maybe a, a round or two lower. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Kevin Porter? Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, had nine turnovers. If you drafted the Kevin first time Porter, I saw the stat line, I thought, oh, Kevin Porter had nine assists. No, it's nine turnovers. If you if you drafted Kevin Porter, you know what you're getting into. He, when he he broke into the scene last year, everybody was like, pick him up, pick him up. We were picking him up, picking him up. But that was because he was free, right? He was free and he was just a waiver guy. But now you picked him in the top 100, top 80 for some. The expectations are higher, and he's still the same guy. He's a guy who's going to be inefficient, who was asked to be the leading point guard, the leading, the leading guy of a team when he's not ready. So yeah. he's talented for sure. So he'll have games where he'll have 20 points, 12 assists like last year, but he will have games like this. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, part of it. And you have to, you, there's part no of other the way. Yeah, there's no other way around it. If you don't like games like this, don't want inefficiency, you have to trade him. He is part, that's part of his package. Another player who disappointed us, not really too bad compared to the other players that we will talk about later. But Shea Gilgis Alexander, now I'm worried because I have a, I have a couple, I think, of Shea. Uh, I'm worried. <laughs> I'm worried about Shea. Uh, I don't know why. I just watched him a while ago. He, uh, he, he didn't have much help. So when he was trying to create, it seems like he's uh, stuck. He just doesn't have anybody else to play play with in the pick and roll. He was with favors. Was come on. Uh, he he he's slow. I'm worried. I'm I'm worried. I'm worried with Shea, but I I don't think he's gonna be this bad. He had already had a good good first year with OKC. So hopefully hopefully his scoring increases. 
as 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 the games go by. Uh, yeah, and let's talk about a little bit some of the rookies as well. Josh Giddy, who was moving up the draft ranks, uh, he had 10 rebounds. Um, uh, for I guess of all the rookies, uh, other than uh, the ones we mentioned earlier, of all the hype rookies, he's probably the one that performed <laughs> the best, right? I mean, I mean, uh, I can't say the best, but maybe the one that oh, yeah, Evan Mobley accept- performed the best. We talk about him, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the the ones that were initially out of everyone's radar that just snuck in there. Like the Duartes, the the Trey Murphys, uh, I think he did pretty okay. Yes, um, it's against Utah though, and Utah is a, the best defensive team in the league. So we have to give him that first game, and then it's Utah on on the road. So that is not easy. But he he did the best he could: four points, ten rebounds, two assists. The assists very disappointing, but we 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 hope we think it's gonna improve. The scoring might not be there, but if he can give you seven rebounds and seven assists, as we said, we have said it before, we're hyping the guy. But we're already uh, giving you the baseline stats. He's not going to score 20 the, points. The, I mean, the baseline yes. or the not ceiling. Not yet there. That, not yeah. yet there. But seven rebounds and seven assists, I think, is doable for Josh Kitty. Uh, two two lottery picks that didn't perform as well are Jalen Green and Jalen Suggs, the two Jalens. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were high on Jalen Suggs, but um, a while ago we were talking to one of their, our friends, and I said that I'm a little concerned about Jalen Suggs because he hasn't really shown anything. The preseason, there's really not much he did, right? Yes. Uh, even yes. even the summer league, the summer league were okay, but it wasn't really the, something that would wow you. But um, and now so, start of the season, there's really not much there. So far, he has not been asked to be the lead guard. He's starting with Cole Anthony. That's not good for him because we hope he'll be the point guard of the team. So that's one. And so far, his uh, value or his uh, we've seen more of him defensively, hustle plays, you know, the defense mm-hmm. side. So maybe it will take time. Maybe Orlando will finally realize that you know we can't play Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs together. You choose one, and that's without Markel Fultz. So, like I said, Orlando's right? best point guard is still Markel Fultz, who is unfortunately out. Uh, I still feel it sucks, but but it's 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 crazy that the lineup has to change somewhere. It's not, it doesn't fit. Uh, yeah, you can just put two of them together and say you know play together, but it's not their best position. Yeah, it's not their best position. So it's, it's it doesn't look good for him. I'm more worried with Suggs than Jalen Green. Jalen Green had an off night, but he's a scorer. Yeah, I mean th- that's normal for a scorer. Anthony Edwards had a slow start when last year, and he found his groove eventually. I think Green will be the same. But and Suggs and, and Houston and Houston are not really good. So I mean, yeah. eventually they'll find some stat padding there for, for yeah. some of their players, like what they did last year. I mean, like what some of the players in there did, uh, like Kelly Olynyk. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. Right? They, they, you know, they had great stats, but they had a bad yes. team. Yes. Um. So yeah, those are the rookies. Now let's talk about the the ugly here, the uglies for this for today. Uh, Jason Tatum. <laughs> Seven of thirty. So 30. happy. 
I got Jason Tatum in our Dynasty League for $240 uh, value, which I, felt was, which I felt was a cheap value for Jason Tatum. It's and then cheap. on the first game, he gives me a 7 out of 30 game. No, no, it's, it's cheap. And the 7 out of 30 game is bad, I know. But... Well, at least it took 30 attempts. You can, you can see. <laughs> I wish it took seven, 20. <laughs> I mean, you can look at it that way. I mean, well, at least, you know, the coach would allow him to shoot 30 attempts. And it's, it's, it's normal for him. I, I owned him in a lot of leagues last year. He has games like this. But when he's hot, when he's good, he's good. And uh, we know he didn't have it a while ago. The, sh- the shots were not falling. But, and he was a little bit also... Uh, giving way to Jalen Brown. So the next game, he's gonna bounce back. I'm totally not worried with Jason Tatum. He's, he's gonna be fine. He's gonna uh, be fine. One of our one of our uh, sleepers, I guess, is OG Anunobi. And he started off what one out of one twelve. Of, I think he started yeah, about one out one of, of twelve. 12. Yeah. Uh, the good thing about him is that he had ten rebounds, two steals, and one block. So at least there's that. Uh, I'm but worried. Eleven points. I'm worried not just with him, but with Toronto and with Fred Van Vliet. Um, I don't see how they could be blown out at home in the first game. Remember, last year, they did not play in Toronto. They played in Tampa Bay, in Florida, yeah. because of COVID. So this is their first game back in a year or so. And they, they, they totally got blown out by, what, Washington? Come on. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, uh, I'm worried. I'm worried with Toronto because Fred Van Vliet looked really bad. OG... OG, I'm 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 disappointed. I'm not worried too much because he did the other things as you said, and his shooting should not be three of seventeen. Maybe add three or four more made shots, and he could have had twenty points already. We're we're gonna be looking at it differently, but still, it's not a good look for him since uh, you know he's been he's trying. They're trying to give him more opportunities to score, and it gives them this. So, so it's bad. I, Toronto is. I'm worried with Toronto. I'm worried about Toronto, not just with these two players, but the other players as well. Yeah. Um, particularly Chris Boucher. Um, I know it he, he came from injury. Uh, so that might be something that you know uh, contributed to him playing less minutes and coming How many minutes did he play? Uh, I couldn't remember, but uh I think check. he played he played uh less than 20, but not too too little, considering he came off an injury. This yeah, was actually yeah. this was actually positive for me. Uh, he 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 got more minutes than I expected he would. He had seventeen. Yeah. So so this is I, this is what I'm worried about with Chris Boucher because last year uh, he was up and down, and I'm hoping that somehow he gets a little more consistency. Um, maybe not the big numbers that he showed last year when he played, but more consistency. We're in, he won't play with your emotions. <laughs> like, he won't give you some zeros or some bad games or not, or some zero but, minutes. I, I just want some consistency because I picked him very but, late. I mean, sometimes yeah, but, outside 100. But like Mitch Robinson, I think this year Boucher won't be playing with your emotions as much because, as you said, you picked him late. A lot of managers picked him late, later than whatever. It's not a sleeper pick, a hype pick. Not a my guy pick or whatever pick. He's just a normal pick. So if he performs, then good. If he doesn't perform, then you know, drop him. 
So so it won't be as much investment for us. But but for me, whatever he did today was a was a positive. Seventeen minutes, that's good. Considering he only had one practice in, Nick Nurse plays him seventeen. That's good already for the relationship. Uh, I think if he gets to twenty three to twenty five the next game, that means it's trending the right direction. Yeah, so I'm, I'm okay with Boucher. He had seven points, four rebounds, and two blocks. I mean, I love the two blocks. Uh, that helped a lot uh, in my team. Um, yeah. Other players who played bad, Jonas Balanchunas shot three of nineteen. I think that's the oh, worst man. field goal percentage ever. I had Jonas I had Fred Van Vliet and OG in one team imagine that Ma- imagine my team <laughs> Three yeah. of, imagine the, the field goal percentage of my team but Jonas I don't think it's gonna happen again so I'm not worried it's not gonna happen have you, uh, have you seen Zion? so you know <laughs> so I Zion think it's, it's all about Zion say, Zion Zion grew to 300 pounds, uh, almost 300 pounds. Not good. Not good. Uh, I don't like where Zion is, um, not just because of the injury, but because of the after effects of the injury. Um, but yeah, I mean, a three way trade with Kyrie and Ben Simmons seems like a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You wait to trade. Zion to Brooklyn? Zion no, to Brooklyn? I mean, he, he fantasy wants- terms. Uh, a three-way uh, trade with, with those I, I, three would let's be talk nice. about that a fast, fast talk. Uh, I'd like Ben Simmons still. Uh, Kyrie, Ben Simmons, and then Zion. Kyrie first, then Ben, then Zion. I think Kyrie, Kyrie would play, first. Would play uh, really, right? I don't think Simmons would yes. play. I I, yes. I don't yes. think he'll play anytime soon. And with what happened, like, like what we talked about yesterday, and with what I've been hearing in the media, uh, watching videos, uh, what team would want him having that attitude? Don't know that. But right, I think so. he's going to play first. He's going to play first. Simmons? Uh, no, no, no. Kyrie. Kyrie, Kyrie gonna is going to play. play first. I, th- I was talking about Simmons. What team would want uh, that type of attitude? Uh, a lot from a player. A lot. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a player's league. So they know they can do that and still survive. They know that. That's why they do, that's why they do it. Yeah. I mean it's human human nature. If I can do it, I'll do it. I know you I know you need me, so who cares, right? So right. so it's like that. Right. All right. So that's it for our daily fantasy quickie. You know, we, we wrote a lot, Komish wrote a lot more players, uh, talked about a lot more players. It's in our Facebook page. And uh, Facebook group NBA Fantasy Locker Room by FBW, and you could catch it there. Uh, and the Facebook page, it's also posted there, so you could uh, read what Commission's take are uh, of the other players that we didn't talk about. But for today, that's it for now. Tomorrow, there'll be how many games do you have tomorrow? Three, three games, three games, three games, three games tomorrow. Three games. So we'll see and we'll, we'll check out as well. We'll keep an eye on Yanis' uh, free throws. Because uh, we were debating in Twitter uh, if Yanis' free throws are for real. If he can move up his free throws to around the 70% mark or not. So we'll keep an eye on that. All right. With that, uh, we'll, this, that's it for us uh, in today's quickie. And we'll see you again tomorrow. Bye, guys. Bye.